past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and we're glad that you're here today. And you're going to be glad that you're here and that you stuck with us because we're going to be talking to Wendy Steele from Atlanta, Georgia, who is one of the most savvy business owners that I know, and she's in the career services industry, but she's going to be talking about information that will help you build your business and stay afloat in the recession, no matter what industry you're in. So, Wendy, I'm so glad that you've joined us here today. Hello, Marie. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here, too. Yeah, so you have been writing books and helping people with their careers and resumes for almost 15 years now, and tell us a little bit about how you got started in this business. Okay, sure. So the way I got started was I actually, I had put my literary career on hold, So I was in corporate America for 10 years, and then I decided I wanted to be an author, and I wanted to be a novelist, actually, a romance novelist. And so I left my job after 10 years just to, you know, try it out, and I did that. Uh, I had a bestseller. I toured. I I was a full-time author for about two years, and then I went back to corporate America when a manager asked me to come back to help out, and at the time, it seemed like a good idea. I was able to still get my um, benefits and everything because as an author, you know, we didn't have medical benefits and all of that, and um, it seemed like a good idea to go back. I have a regular paycheck, and I could still right on the side. So everything was going okay for about a good year, and then we got laid off. And when we got laid off, I did not have another book coming out. So I was trying to figure out what I was going to do in the meantime until my next book came out. And I had been writing resumes for my colleagues off and on for free, off and on. And then um, I didn't even know that resume writing companies existed until one day my sister called me and she asked me to write her resume. And I told her, you, you can do it yourself. It's, it's really easy, I told her. And um, she said, no, I can't do it myself. I need for you to do it. You're writing for all of your colleagues and everything. I need you to help me out. So I said, okay. And I, I didn't end up writing her. She was in a big hurry, so she went to um, what we had back then was a Kinko's, which is now FedEx office. She was in a big hurry, so she just went to them and had them copy whatever she wrote. But I started doing some research, and I found that there were resume writing companies out there, and people were doing this for a living when I had been doing it for free for so long. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll try this as a business, I'll do this. I'll do this until things turn around. Oh, they gave us a six-month notice. So my plan was to write the resumes, 
and try to build up some kind of a side business, or I guess you could say a side hustle, and and um, just see how things would go. And then by the time they would lay us off, I would have something in place. So then um, I started Blueprint Resumes and Consulting. My husband and I, I asked my husband, he designs websites, so I asked him to build me a website, and I told him my plan, and um, we kept trying to think of a name and everything, and then... Um, Blueprint Resumes and Consulting was born in 2005. That's fun. So you had already been a writer, and people come to this field from all different types of places, right? But you saw the need. You'd been helping people, and you said, well, hey, I I can do that. So tell us a little bit about how you built up your client base at the beginning. Sure. So the, um, the colleagues I was helping, I was in IT, by the way. So my colleagues were mostly IT and some customer service, too. And that was pretty much really the only experience I had with writing resumes. And all I had, I just, I just had the colleagues. I didn't know anyone else. I didn't know what to do. So back then, you could, oh, man, I sound, well, okay, this was 2005. I don't want to sound like a dinosaur, but back then you had the yellow page right? So you could take out a yellow page ad and you could play. It was so easy. You just place an ad and people will call you. That's, that's how it was. And then we also had the newspaper. The very first ad I took out, though, was the newspaper. I remember I took out a classified ad. I think it was like $65. And um, I started getting calls from that pretty quickly, and then I did the um, Yellow Pages ad. I started getting calls from that, and then I also had a recruiter. The recruiter who used to work with our company with all of the um, the uh, contract employees and the temporary employees, she found out that I wrote resumes on the, on the side and uh, because I, w- I started while I, you know, was still working. And so she started referring people to me. So from there, I, I started from there, started building it that way, and then I joined um, a, um, our Chamber of Commerce. I did that and just really just started just getting the word out everywhere. Yeah, and so you did a little bit of networking, a little bit of marketing, and I know that you quickly mm-hmm. learned some things, too, about online marketing. Right, right. I sure did. And back then, um, what, what, what they call SEO now, we, we were learning. I was learning that. My, I should say my, my husband was, too. He was learning it. I was learning it because... The yellow pages, as that was kind of fading out, the the SEO kind of started. You kind of learned a lot about that. And then I also uh, joined an um, online women's group, too. That was before Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, before all of that became out and became popular. There were other, like, online groups that people had started just any group of people would start. And so I had those people too. So it was a a mixture of things, but I I learned a lot about marketing online. I learned um, some free stuff. I learned about the paid market. I learned about the SEO, organic searches. I I learned a lot just 
you know, a lot of it was trial and error. A lot of it was research. And um, it just, it really paid off, paid off a lot to mix everything up, you know. Well, yeah, and that's what I love about what you're saying is that it wasn't just one thing. And some people will say, oh, you know, you don't pay to advertise. But there's a mix of things that you were doing that were all working together. I'm guessing you had a strategy that they were working together. But you were doing paid advertisement as well as some partnerships and relationships. Right, exactly, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. So when we go and we, we start something new, sometimes we can get a lot of advice about, you know, focus and just do this thing. But it sounds like you were experimenting, you were doing a lot of different things to see what made the biggest impact. And I would tell our listeners that if you're thinking about starting something new or even changing careers, yes, focus is important, but don't be afraid to do a little bit of experimenting at the beginning because that's how you figure out where you want to focus. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, Wendy's going to share some of her tips for surviving the recession and some mistakes that Mm -hmm. she made that you don't have to make because she's going to tell you about them. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice of America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Wendy Steele about how you can start up your business and be successful. And Wendy, you have your first book, business book, you have other books, so your first business book was let, get, get me, let Me Get My Coffee, Then We'll Talk Business. And so I'm, I know that that's one of the things that you talk about in your book 
is how people can start up their business, and we're excited that you're sharing that here with us today. Now, one of the things that you talk about is that you're you're doing a lot to get your business up and going, and that was in 2005, but then in 2008, the recession hit. Tell us a little bit about how you survived that recession. Sure. So, you know, to be honest, I did not realize we were in a recession, and I, I was so busy trying to make this business work, and I just didn't, you know, I thought that the reason I was struggling, because I was struggling, I really was, but I thought the reason I was struggling was because I was just so new to everything. I um, I joined one of the uh, resume writers organizations, and I noticed that everyone seemed to be so, all of my colleagues in that industry, they all seemed to be like veterans, and I just felt like there was something I wasn't doing right or I just, you know, I'm new to this and that's why things are the way they are. But then the more I just kept pounding the pavement and kept doing more of the things I started out doing, I just kept doing that and things really started to become more steady, you know. So I, um, like I was saying before, I joined um, my Chamber of Commerce. I joined another local group, and I just kept um, doing the mixture of marketing. But the other thing I did, I started adding additional services. I started adding anything that I thought I could do, basically. Someone asked me to do it, I did it. If, even if I didn't know how to do it, I, I'd find out how to do it. So, for instance... I remember a lot of people back then would ask me to do personal statements, and I had never even heard of a personal statement, which if, um, if, some, if, you don't, if someone doesn't know what that is, basically it's whenever you are, let's say you're, you've got your undergrad degree and you're going on to graduate school or you're trying to get into medical school or whatever graduate school, and you need to basically write an essay saying, it doesn't, well, it doesn't really have to be an essay. It could be about two pages. It just depends on what the uh, requirements are for the school you're trying to get into, but you're basically telling this school why you would be a good fit for their graduate program. And, um, well, I'd written essays plenty of times in, during college, so I knew how to do that. And... Um, I just brushed up on it and found out what I needed to know, and I started doing personal statements. So that became a service on my website. And then uh, executive bios, people started asking me to do those. I, I started doing that. That became a service on the website. So I had all of these other little services besides my main services, which were resume writing, cover letters, anything that went along with that, like thank you letters, and um, I did resume posting. Um, around this time, this is when I started getting into interview coaching. So I just, I guess you could say I was in survival mode, and I survived. Yeah, by doing the things that need to be done, going out, get your resources, figure out how to do it. So you know what the market need was, right? There's a market need. Right. I can fill that need. I'll go, I'll go and get the skills that I need, learn about that to be able to offer that service. Right. I sure did. And the, the resume writing organization really helped, too, because they always have courses that you can take, you know, 
And, um, oh, and the other thing I completely forgot, I became certified. I became a certified professional resume writer. (laughs) That really helped a lot. Right. And that's what we professional organizations in an industry are trying to do. So people in any industry, look for your professional associations, see what they're doing, ask them to offer classes. I mean, obviously that's, you know, Career Thought Leaders, Resume Writing Academy, the National Resume Writing Association in our industry, there's there's associations out there that are offering those trainings, or if you ask, they can find someone that can offer those trainings that you can pick up that new thing that you want to do and the thing that you're seeing people are, are looking for. So now let's shift a little bit and tell us some of the mistakes that you see other people making that, or that you had to make that maybe other people don't have to make because you're going to tell us about it. Yes, yes. One of the main things, I, there are a few things, but the, I would say the first thing that I noticed, uh, well, well let, me, let, me, let me tell you what I learned first. Okay, so what, the first thing I learned, and, which was um, one thing I learned and then there was a mistake. So the first thing I learned from the resume writing business and having the business, right, of writing resumes is, it is not, it's a lot different from writing resumes for your colleagues. That, that was the first thing I learned. And um, a mistake I learned, too, was every client is not your client. I, I had to find that out. I, I had to find that out. Um, and, you know, this is a real business, and you have to put systems in place. You have to put processes in place, and you have to, you, you have to treat it like a business. You, you can't just treat it like a, a side hustle from now on. You know, you can start it off that way because that was how I started off. But you, you really, if you want to go full time and you want to make a living from it, you have to treat it like a business. You can't, you can't do it the same way that, you know, you would your colleagues and giving, doing favors. I, I had people, like my colleagues, you can't um, depend on that. You know, you got to do so much. Like I was talking about all the marketing and everything, which brings me to um, what I see other small business owners when they, or business owners who plan to grow big. When they first start out, one of the things I see is they follow the crowd and they will, like, they'll follow the crowd and just do what everyone else is doing. So a lot of people like to join the Facebook groups and they try to get their business that way or they will set up a, um, their own Facebook group, which is there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you can, and they use that to get business, but that's the only thing they do because that's what's in and that's what they heard. You should do this. You should start your own group or set up your own page or whatever. You know, I, I know people who they have different small businesses and that is the only way that they try to get clients. That's the only way. And um, another thing I've learned, and, well, another thing that I see people make the mistake of is they, they're always hungry for new business, but they, they never think about the past business. They never think about the previous clients. Like, you're hunting for new business, but you still have to take care of your, the clients that you've had. Because if you take care of them, they'll take care of you, and they will send you new business. But a lot of people, they, they miss that. You know, they're just, they're just hungry for the new business all the time. 
Yeah, and it's in our business, sometimes we can think, oh, we help that person, right? We help them with their resume mm-hmm. and their whatever. They don't need anything else from us. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if you come from the some of the Midwestern backgrounds, oh, I don't want to bother them by sending them things. Mm-hmm. But you're exactly right. If we stay in touch with those clients and help them with the mm-hmm. next part of their career, then they're going to remember to send us their, their colleagues and friends when those people need help. Right, right. You know, just maybe around Christmas time, add them to your Christmas card list. Send them a card or... If you um, maybe just call to reach out to them sometimes and say, hey, I was just calling to see how everything went with your search. How are you doing? Or, yeah, I know you started a new job. I got your email. How are you doing? I will tell you nine times out of ten, they'll thank you. They'll remember you. Not only will they refer someone to you, but if they don't, even if they don't refer someone to you, they usually need another service from you, too. I, I run into that a lot. Yeah, they might need help with something else or want to update their LinkedIn profile once they've landed. Um, what are some of your other ways? You said Christmas cards. Are there any other ways you stay in touch with your past clients? Uh, yes, I do. I, I send out, um, sometimes I'll do like an um, email blast with little discounts, discount coupons. For uh, I have like this like friends and family thing that <laughs> we do, and um, I'll send out coupons that that friends and family can use, and I also um, now that we have all of the social media and we have LinkedIn and everything, I'm, I try to stay as active as I can on LinkedIn. But even when I'm not very active on LinkedIn, I still check in with my clients who are on there who are, you know, you get the notifications that someone in your connections, you know, they've done something. And I'll, I'll always say, you know, congratulations. And along with that, I'll ask a question. <laughs> so I'm always putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, and, and engaging, engaging them in those conversations, mm-hmm. not just the one-way piece. Any right. other mistakes that you see? business owners making or that you made when you were first getting started? Yes, I would say I um I did I did make some mistakes with advertising too. Even though, you know, I was doing a mixture of things when it came to advertising, I had, I had to be really careful. I what I did was I would take the first thing that was offered to me. If, if someone offered me a certain advertising plan and it looked like it was in my budget, I did that without really doing my homework. You, you really have to do your homework, especially now, because you've got every, oh my goodness, social media guru, you've got all of these um, uh, Google ad marketers who are, they're all gurus at that. And everyone's a pro. Everyone knows how to do your advertising. They can do your marketing. But they're not all the same. And you, you have to really be careful and do your homework. So that that was something I had to learn. Another thing, I had a problem with growing. I had some growing pains. So I um, would, um, I had, oh, my goodness, there was so much. I had growing pains when it came to hiring. So in our business, you know, we have a lot of um, subcontract 
writers, you can hire those, or you can hire your own team, however you want to do it. But you have to be really careful in, in how you hire. So um, those were some things that I, um, I had to learn. And a, um, as far as a mistake, another mistake I would say, uh, when people, when it's like, a recession, not, well, a re, well, the pandemic, nobody's calling it a recession yet, but it, it, it is in a sense, right? With the pandemic now, a lot of people um, are panicking and everything. But what you can also do is use this time to find out what you can do better, things that you've been meaning to do, all the planning, you know. You can use this time to find out why you're slower. Well, you don't just say, oh, because of the pandemic, that's why it's slow. Find out what are some other things you can do, you know, to weather the storm. And also, um, I would say that, and there's, gosh, there's just so much. And it's always, always, oh, another thing I noticed, I've noticed this with some of the writers. You have to be careful of this. Just because you become certified does not mean that you can't continue to learn and stay updated. Like you, you have to constantly keep your skills up. Keep taking those webinars and those courses because they really, really keep you sharp. Yeah. Well, tell people how they can find your book because I'm guessing that there's a lot more in there. So how can people connect with you? They can connect with me by visiting wendydsteel.com. So that's Wendy with a Y, W-N-D-Y, and then my middle initial, D, and then steel, S-T-E-E-L-E.com, wendydsteel.com. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us, Wendy, and we are so grateful for that, and I know lots of people are trying to get their businesses started right now, or trying to keep their businesses afloat, and this information is going to help them so much. So we are going to say goodbye to Wendy, and then we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we were talking with Wendy Steele, and if you want to go and get her books, let me get my coffee, then we'll talk business and why your resume isn't working. Those are her career books, and you can find her at Wendy D. Steele. Wendy is with a Y, D as in dog, and then Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E dot com, and you can find her books there as well as some of the other information that she was sharing. And if, you know, she was just talking about at the very end of the, the program, that importance of continuing education. And this is true for people in all industries, and we're learning this so much more now as the, the market gets tight again and we're more competitive, to just really find those opportunities, whether it's LinkedIn learning or your professional association, to really stay on top of your your learning and to understand what you need to learn more of. In that vein... As you are either starting up a business or maybe you're even just jumping into your job search, I would encourage you to take the you know calculated risk and in your your search and to find a budget that works for you to improve your skills. So the first thing is really recognizing what your gaps are. What do you need to learn more about? And as a business owner, this can be kind of overwhelming, right? You've got to learn about digital marketing and search engine optimization and should you do Google AdWords keywords? Should you run a Facebook group? Like what what do you need to do for your business? And before you get too caught up in all of the options out there for people to help you do these things, you really want to sit down and figure out what do you want to do? Where are your customers? And then kind of looking at the risk and what makes sense for you and your business. So in the resume writing industry, as you can imagine, a lot of our keywords are really expensive to do Google AdWords. So you have to be really specific with what kind of keywords am I going to be using if I'm going to do that. Because you can spend a lot of money really quickly going out there and trying to do Google AdWords on you know, a term like resume writing. However, it doesn't mean you can't figure it out. You just have to know how to do it in the best way. Is that the best use of your time and money? You want to sit down and kind of write down all of those things that you're thinking about doing. Same thing if you're in a job and job search, looking at the job descriptions, figuring out where are the gaps, what skills do you need to learn to be more marketable, what skills are employers asking for, Nothing worse than going to spend a whole bunch of money on training and then realizing that it's not the the thing that really is going to differentiate you against the other people that you're applying towards the same position. So do your research first and understand where your customers are 
or what your market values, and then you can do the research on how to learn or gain those skills. And if you start with some professional associations, then you can ask people who they use. So who do people use to help them learn these skills? Or maybe the professional association offers classes in and of itself. But if not, you can share and network with the members in that association to figure out where where did other people go? Did they take a class on LinkedIn learning that they felt was helpful? Are they going through somewhere, you know, where they can do it at a, at a university or college or the online training organizations that are aplenty right now, as Wendy was saying, if you can get some referrals and get to know what people have done that they thought was effective, and then I'm always doing some kind of research on the people that are offering these trainings. What does their personal brand look like? You know, if they're selling Facebook training, they should have a good Facebook page. And when you go there, you should say, yes, that is something similar to what I want mine to look like. Even if they're a great trainer, if their method is not going to work for you and your personality or your industry, then it's going to be frustration, probably a point of frustration. So do that research before you decide where you want to spend your money and where you want to take your rest. What is going to make the biggest impact for you in business? Because it really is where your customers are doing that research and then figuring out how you want to connect. And as Wendy said, this is a great time to connect back to our our operations, figure out what needs to be done differently. And one of the great things that you can do in some ways, hit a couple of birds with one stone, is start talking to your past clients. What's going on for them right now? What are they struggling with? You can even set up some free sessions where they might get a little bit of value, but you also get to learn what they are needing because guess what? That is your consumer research to go out and talk to your past customers, talk to those people that you've worked with before and see what's going on for them now. What are they seeing going on in their market? And you can gather all of this information to help yourself decide what you want to do differently what new services you might want to offer, and where you want to market your business. And in the process, you're reconnecting to those customers, and so you're getting that opportunity to see if they need your help again or if they can refer your help to someone else. And that gives us many different ways to rebuild our business. And in the careers industry right now, I've talked to people that about 30% of them are struggling with their business right now, 30% are having more business, and 40% are seeing it about the same. And I'm guessing based on what Wendy said and based on what I've heard other people say is that the people who are newer in business might be struggling a little bit right now. They were just getting their feet under them or, or maybe they were you know, trying to figure out exactly their niche And now they're having to do that in the midst of a shifting market. People that are seeing more business, maybe in an area where there weren't layoffs yet, but people are concerned about the layoffs, so they're getting assistance now in case they are laid off. And people in the tech industry, some professional positions, 
they haven't been laid off yet. Maybe they're partially furloughed and they're getting that help before they get laid off. And people that are in that market are seeing a little bit of a bump in their business. Ask the people in your industry what they're seeing. Don't be afraid to reach out and make those connections and to follow along with your industry friends to see what's going on and what you can expect. Like Wendy said, when she was struggling, she thought it was just her because she was just getting started. And then she made some connections in her professional association and really started to understand what was going on in the industry and where she could differentiate and add value and add services so that she could move forward in her practice. One of the other lessons that I got from Wendy was the thought, you know, the return reminder that you don't have to be an expert in something to fill a gap in the market. Figure out what those market gaps are. Go get the information that you need to be successful and effective in doing that. But it doesn't have to be, you know, a degree always to be able to help fill that market gap. Maybe you can partner with someone else to help fill that market gap, or perhaps there's a training that you can take that will give you the information and resources that you need to fill that market gap. And guess what? If you share with your professional association that this is a gap you're seeing that you need training in, they're going to love that because that is how they build their their services is to meet the needs of, of you, their their clients. So I love it when people call me and say, Marie... What area, what training do you have in this area? I'll say, oh, we don't have anything right now. Let me put some together and we'll do it next month so that we can respond to those needs and give people the tools that they need. Your professional associations are are going to enjoy hearing from you that those are the trainings that you need to be able to offer the services that you want or to be able to apply to jobs and be competitive. It's really a mindset of how are you going to go out there and experiment. You don't have to know all the answers. Experiment and find the gaps and fill the gaps so that you can continue to grow your your business or or your career. And the risk that you take isn't going to feel as risky when you've done the research to know that this is where those gaps are or this is where the opportunity is. And so if I go and I get my training and in doing this, it's going to fill that gap or it's going to allow me to market in a way that really is going to connect to my customers. If you go and you're researching training and you're starting to feel like, oh, I'm not sure this is the right step, go back and check in with that data around your customers, where they are, what's, what's connecting with them, and how can you experiment with the least risk possible to see if there's an opportunity there to connect with your customers or connect with your potential hiring managers. All right, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about three mistakes that I see people make in their business and their career and how you can avoid those. And we'll, especially here in the recession, we'll be talking about those mistakes that you want to avoid right now. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking about ways that you can build a business or a career in a recession. And one of the mistakes that Wendy talked about, kind of in a roundabout way at the beginning, was this idea of feeling like there's one right way to do things. So you'll hear people say, you know, oh, never pay for advertising. I hear this in the careers industry a lot, you know, never pay for advertising. Well, that depends on your audience, how much you want to grow, where you are in your business, and kind of that economy and what's going on right now. If a lot of people need your services and you can find opportunities to market to them without spending a whole bunch of money, there may be great opportunities to do that. Whether it's paid advertising on Google or creating, you know, some Facebook ads, it isn't that we don't want to spend any money because you absolutely do at times, especially want to spend money to make money, but it's that you want to be thoughtful about where you're spending that money and research how you're going to do it in the most effective way for your business. That means that we've got to know who our clients are and how we are going to connect with them, what do they need, and where are they looking for that solution. Now, this kind of flows into the idea of of focus in general. So if we are too focused on doing the right thing or that there's one right way to do something, oftentimes we can also hear the the advice that we have to be focused. There is some kind of magic place in the focus 
equation where you're focused enough to not be all over the place, but you are flexible enough to meet the needs of your audience and the current situation. So Wendy was talking about how she was doing resumes and then she started to hear from people that they needed professional bios and they needed their, you know, statements of purpose. Those are all still within the same realm, even though it's not just doing one thing. It's a specific skill. It's a need that fits within the same market that she's serving. When you are starting out in business or in your career, you're going to do a little bit of experimenting to see what works and what doesn't work. And that's okay. It's okay to say yes to a project that maybe even it doesn't completely fit, but there's something about it that seems like it's going to be a a right direction. The skills that you use, the people that you meet, there's a lot of different ways to evaluate an opportunity beyond just is this, you know, in line with my current business offering. Now, when you start to get too broad, might be that you start to offer your services to businesses and to individuals and to these five industries and and these 10 services that are all very different, then you start to have some challenges. However, if you're doing that in an effort to experiment and see what fits the best for you, you might just need to do it in a way that doesn't confuse your customers, two different businesses, two different websites. I mean, Wendy talked about how she was authoring books, novels, and then switched into resume writing. And she continued to write her novels as well under her pen name of Stormy Steel. So you had two different brands that were serving two different audiences. You can only do that if you have the resources to do it. So it's definitely not for everyone, but it doesn't mean that we have to be so focused that we block everything else out. We just have to figure out how to weave the two together and how we're going to spend our time and our energy. That goes into the second challenge, the second mistake, if you will, is the go-it-alone mentality. When you are in business or in your career, you have to learn how to ask for help and accept help from others. Finding mentors, finding sponsors, if you're you know, in the job search, asking for help from networking connections. In the business world, oftentimes we can talk ourselves into thinking, oh, those people are my competitors. I can't chat with them about business because then they'll steal my ideas or, you know, we'll end up doing the same thing. Guess what? I've worked with so many career professionals who are sharing their ideas with each other and everybody executes things differently And it really only connects with your customers if you deliver it in a way that's authentic to you, that's real to you, that uses your previous experience and your language. And so two people can offer very similar services and they're going to sound very different and attract very different audiences because it's an individual offering the services, communicating what they do, and telling their story around why someone would want to work with them. This makes it completely different 
from one service provider to the next. And it gives us an opportunity to talk and share within, with people in our industry and not have to worry about, am I going to be able to stay differentiated or is someone going to steal my idea? Those fears a lot of times keep us from being successful. <coughs> so as you're sitting down and building your business, you also want to think about who are my partners? Who am I going to go to to bounce ideas off of? Who are going to be my mentors, my confidants, my coaches? Because yes, coaches need coaches to help me be more successful in my business. And when we do that, then we're going to be more successful long term. We're going to have some of those relationships that really help us move forward. And Wendy was talking about how she had a relationship with a recruiter who helped her and who they shared clients because there are people that we'll meet that we can build each other up if we're open and thinking about building relationships that'll move our business forward. And when we do that, it really does exponentiate what we can do And as Wendy said, she was hiring staff and the challenges of doing that. We have to go through those challenges to be able to grow. So who's going to be on your team? Who's going to help you build your business? Or who's going to help you build your career? Because you can't do it alone. You have to take risks. You have to calculate those risks to know where you want to spend your time and your money and then build those relationships. The other mistake, I would say, is to be afraid of moving when you need to move, so doing something different when you need to do something different, or (laughs) to be so caught up in what's the new thing that you forget to take care of what you've already built. And Wendy talked about this a little bit in terms of taking care of our existing customers instead of continuing to chase new customers. And I see people do this in their career as well. They think, ooh, I'm going to go meet some great new person who's going to help me land my next job when really those relationships that we already have are probably the the biggest goldmine of opportunity for us in our career versus thinking we're going to go out and meet someone new who's going to suddenly be able to help us find a new opportunity. So balance those opportunities to do something new with the mastery and cultivating, nurturing of the activities and relationships that you already have built in your career. Wendy has some great resources. I hope you'll check them out, wendydsteel.com. And for me here, we'll be right back again next week on The Career Confidant with another guest. And look forward to any other guests or suggestions that you have. We'll be right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 